What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Podcast, episode 270. I'm here with Griffin. I'm here with Trav. And I'm, we're crawling out of a weird-ass <laughs> womb to get to Adam. <laughs> Are we not? Was, man. Men, 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 men. All right. Oh, if only. So, um, where y'all want to start? Well, A24. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I feel like other movies got to me before this one. And because, like, this movie was easy to, in a way, to kind of pick up some of what 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 was getting put down. And yeah, like it was. I mean, there was there were some legitimately good parts, but okay, <laughs> agree, agree or not, first forty five minutes of this movie is a slog. Well, but in the last what 30 20 minutes this movie goes off the fucking deep end yeah well i mean to me i felt like it had very good pacing because like you, the movie opens and you kind of see like what they keep referencing over and over again which is like the relationship and and what happened in those moments where the relationship yeah. literally fell apart you know what i mean and then you kind of get, you know, you, you get a good idea of like what she's trying to do and then how it all culminates together. Because like, there's these little things that happen, like her first interactions with the dude, whenever she gets there, dude was yeah. being, he was being nice, but he was very creepy. And well, when nice he said lady. the thing well, about well, the forbidden well, fruit. Yes. Well, yeah. Well, never mind the fact that coming into the place, she's already pretty wrecked right now yeah um my my thing is that like the, the the part that like probably fucked with her the most of course was probably as he's fallen they make eye contact yeah yeah because that would fuck with me maybe i don't know that scene where she was screaming and you see yeah. her falling and then yeah. you see like i don't know if she ever went and looked at him but it shows her like walking up and there's no one around so it's like memory it's a memory yeah but you can it's see like this, him laying there with his arm in that thing. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, his foot's all fucked up. Yeah. This like this movie this movie is like somebody bright burned a James Brown song into a movie script. Huh. So mm-hmm. like this is a man's world. Because that huh. was that was probably the most played for horror part of the film was that there like there was really nothing she could do. Yeah. Uh for instance, when it happens several times throughout the movie, she's talking with someone about whatever, and they'll go, "Well, why?" You know, because like at the beginning with him being like, "I kill myself," like the whole gaslighting shit. Yeah. Well, later on, when she goes to that church, uh-huh. the pastor's talking to her, and she's kind of like, you know, unloading some baggage there too, and he goes, "Well, why didn't you?" Let him apologize. Yeah. Well, she left out the part too, where she, where she he was like, "I'll kill myself," and she's like, "I don't give a fuck." She left that part yeah. out. You know, it's a guilty yeah. conscience. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah. there was a 
there there's a quote that uh gets said at one point that I think was from like the Iliad. By the vicar towards the end. The, which says Agamemnon or yeah, whatever. I was wondering what that was from. And after the movie went off, me and the oldest did some digging on that. <laughs> Excuse me. And apparently it's the concept that like if beauty can't be won, it, 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 it'll just, if beauty, beauty will either cause something to, to destroy in, in competition to get it, or it yeah. in turn will kill itself. Yeah. Which was kind of why the guy was like, whenever, whenever he was like, so where's the husband? And he kind of was like, what the fuck? When she was like, I'm single, you know? Yeah. And funny enough, something I called, was the big shock and all scene where the dude comes out and starts giving birth and like Russian dolls, fetuses up to where she's at, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I, by, by this point in the movie, I'm, I'm, I've fully picked up what's been put down. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm watching it through that lens. And I was like, I wonder if that means like indoctrination, like the reason men are the way they are is because of how we're raised you know like the generational thing of like you know you you know if, if you're raised by somebody who you know has whatever inclination you're more than likely going to have that inclination too and right. that was supposed to symbolize that type of thing and right. when when we did our deep dive on that fucking quote you know they pulled that up and they had saw it that too and i was like hmm, pat on the back yeah well and i think that there's a lot of symbolism there at in that particular moment because i did a little deep diving on the on the 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 face you know whenever she yeah, goes the, the, the greek the greek mythology shit because i was like what's up with this fucking altar fucking green yeah. yeah 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 so yeah and i did a little a little investigation a little digging on that and basically like the male the guy like the green knight guy is like Rebirth. It symbolizes rebirth and rejuvenation, like and fertility the, in a way. Because that's how well, I took it. Well, the he he that symbolized rebirth. It was like nature, rebirth. So it dies, it comes back, and then the woman on the other side of it, like with her tits hanging out the and deadly. all that stuff. Yeah, like like a fucking Aztec cannibal corpse album cover. Cover. Yeah, yeah, and that was like a symbolism for um, rejuvenation and like. Um, Oh, what is it called? Rejuvenation and uh, something. I can't remember what else it was. So basically, it's like both of these things were kind of working in harmony with one another. And the way that I took it and from reading what those things meant was like. All of the men that she had contact with in this village were all different extreme versions of what would be considered toxic, toxic masculinity, right? Yeah. Oh, had, oh, the fact that they all basically looked the same because there was a moment where, uh, where, where one of the kids was like, they're the same. They look like the same guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. when you see the kid, it's like, and, oh, they're for all. They're sure they're the same yeah, guy. Like, I, yeah. I kind of yeah. That, that was that. That was some of the early I mean, moments not, where I but started. They are. Well, at least it's in like her head. Yeah, in her head at this point, all men are the same. Yeah, yeah. Hence why when the knife scene happens, they all have the same yeah. arm. Like she's mm-hmm. looking at I them all through the same. That. 
That was yeah. intense, dude. Yeah, yeah. And they did it slowly. That's what fucked with me. Yeah. But yeah, I, the symbolism that I picked up on it there towards the end of it was like, okay, so you've got, so the, the guys birthing one another and I like, I like where you're coming from Travis, but the way that I took it was like, okay, so this is like her dealing with all of the different versions of men that she's had to deal with in her life, such as her relationship with that guy, her relationship with her father, her relationship with like probably like coworkers and just general public assholes, like the priests kind of symbolize yeah. that like the lust and you know, all that kind of stuff. And like the rebirth of all that happened and, or the birth of all that happened. It's like, okay, so the one birth happens that individual dies, what comes next? And it's yeah. kind of like goes, it kind of goes with what you're saying, Trav, but in a different kind of way where it symbolizes yeah men as a whole as opposed to like you're a product of your environment type deal yeah but it could yeah, yeah. it mean it could mean both at the same time though too because like whenever the car wreck happens and dude walks around the corner like he's already had his hand split and his ankles fucked up looks like the the husband right like yeah. towards the beginning, whenever yeah, she it's, sees like, him it's like there. it's like that that memory was slowly starting to come forward yeah and then you know, them having the conversation on the couch and then her deciding that in that moment, like she, sh like I, you don't see enough of their relationship to like really sit there and pinpoint like, like why right, were they getting, wrong. you know, why were they getting exactly. separated? Like that was, a, yeah. yeah. Was he like a bad so, guy? We know he hit her that one time, but yeah, but you don't get enough information because like, I well, mean, it, I'm not condoning like yeah. violence or anything, but yeah. like, that could have well, been a reaction. Well, it was like, did she call. cheat on him? Did she, you know, well, did he cheat on yeah. her? Like, what happened? Well, well, one of the things that I think the opening movie, opening of the movie was starting on was probably the evidence they wanted us to go off of in that, like, the husband was manipulative. Yeah. He was yeah. kind of trying to steer things around in that direction. Like, the the base, the basic argument yeah if you will of what this movie's message is conveying and yeah. i think that's that's it but yeah it would have been interesting if maybe there had been that little more in more drama injected to where we had more concrete well how we're like more character development for both of them rather than her experiencing the trauma being it yeah yeah because i mean if she's at that point in the relationship where she's done with it, like, is it, is it exactly what you're like, what you're saying? Like, what, is, what has been the chain of events that have led up to this? How long have they been together? What's the context of this relationship? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if they haven't been together, but like maybe four or five years, then like, this dude's completely the, overreacting, you know, for like, the sake, or for the sake of argument here. It could simply just be because she has the right to not be in the relationship if she doesn't want to be in it. And yeah. we're supposed to run with that. And he's willing to now, go as far to be like, I'll kill myself if you leave. It's like, dude, yeah. that's fucked up, man. Yeah. Like And yeah. well, there was well, there was that scene where he, he straight punched her in the face whenever yeah. he takes her phone. So perhaps maybe there was some, some sort of domestic abuse or something. Yeah. But 
but I guess none of the, I guess none of that really is it. I mean, by the end of this movie, none of that matters, I guess, because this is like it goes all Greek, weird headroom, you know. Dude, when he blew that stuff in her face, I was like, "Oh, it's an ayahuasca trip," you know. Dude, you just how, come here how, to get your head clear. How how uniquely pinhead did they have that motherfucker looking? <laughs> yeah, right. But um, but uh, I mean, moving on from the story though, classic A two four film, cinematography makes me want to go walk down a fucking trail, dude. Yeah. Like, I mean, everything looked good. Like the place, like the tunnel was creepy. Oh yeah. Like just, I don't know. It, the, 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 these movies are, are known for their atmosphere and, and all of that stuff. And some people may see it outplayed. I can't seem to get enough of it personally. Yeah. I think, I think it was, it, the movie looked great that the movie looked great the acting was was phenomenal oh, the cinematography great was, job yeah i and i i enjoyed the story i enjoy watching someone deal with trauma in this way yeah because like me and adam was talking about it before and he brought up a fucking incredible point it's like people normally deal with trauma in their own head right yeah yeah and a lot of movies you see that trauma brought to life in some way uh, especially like horror movies and stuff, but I haven't seen it brought in a way like this, like play out like that. Yeah, because like she she went to this place because she had already paid for it and everything, and her goal was to try to get over everything and to like find herself again. And she fucking did she it, did dude. it, man. Even though that it was a fucked up way to like go through all this shit, like nobody really died. Like there was no yeah. real body count. There was nothing like that. It was just her dealing with it in her head. And that's how she dealt with it. Yeah. And, and, and it just, it, it can show you how not just from the character's perspective, but just like, I guess the relatability for anybody going through some shit like that, where it it's such a, it's a, it's a shit show in your head for a while. Yeah. And it, it, you, you have, but I guess the best part about it, though, is like y'all were saying, she came out. She, she, she. The only way out is through. If you and remember, she kept yeah. running from it, and yeah. all she had to do was face it. Yeah, and she was forced to face it. Yeah, it made her. Well, I mean, well, where it culminates at the end, where her husband is is birthed, and he comes and sits down, and, and they and to me, that's when it was like, all right, I get it now. Yeah. And did y'all they, notice? Uh, Go ahead, man. Yeah. Oh, I was just, I was just gonna cap it by saying she just sits there and, and talks it out. Yeah. Did y'all notice? Remember whenever she's like, "Fuck it, I'm leaving," right? Mm-hmm. You see her run through that door, like Twice. several. Yeah. Well, she runs yeah. through, pulls the ring off, runs through again, and then I think there may have been another one. It's like, how many times did she try to run away from it? Yeah. And then the car yeah. gets, she clearly crashed the car. I mean, yeah, had yeah. to be her, right? Yeah. But it's like, you don't even know how long she was trying to, you know, it's like, now nah, you're going to mm-hmm. have to face these demons, bitch. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it's, it's definitely, it seems like maybe the, the, the filmmakers approach, it was like, a they were like, let's, let's do a classic descent into madness, but the madness is already full swing. 
Yeah. We're not going to get to a buildup. We're going to get to where just, you know, we're going to let the audience start seeing when shit starts acting up. Yeah. I did enjoy the the way they did the lights and having people come in and out. Yeah, that was yeah. Cool. And the way they would walk on the way, you know, like the way oh the uh, the scarred up guy, the way he would just walk on in the distance. Yeah. Like that's that was that, creepy. Yeah, that's the when he good, started man. running that through works. that tunnel, dude, and the noise that he made. Oh, yeah. that, like the oh, noise he made didn't sound like like it was human. Well, no. when he that to me, that's that's a that's a personal irrational fear I have. I guess is just being anywhere and someone's like somewhere like at, at a distance, yeah. and then they just take off at you. That's 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 fucking weird. When the guy come running up to the door, the guy from the bar. Yeah. His hand was fucked up. I was over here like, man, what is happening? The kid. Yeah. It's like. I just thought it was so strange that they just continuously kept the hand split. Yeah. Dude, when he, when the priest put it around her neck. Yeah. I was like, that looks uncomfortable. You know? Yeah. Right. And then like the way that he pushed her. See, we don't know like what kind of trauma this person had, but it was like, did something happen like that? You know? Yeah, I mean, right, she's exactly. definitely had somebody, you know. And the yeah. one guy was saying it like, "You clearly, you know, your way around a cock." You know, it was like easy, yeah. dude. I mean, yeah, supposed to be a victim, She man. does, yeah. He was like, <laughs> "Fucking, it's singing to me, the stones." Yeah, was like, easy. Like easy. You need some porn yeah. hub or something, dude. Right. <laughs> yeah, for real, dude. God damn, is not working out for you, man. That actor did yeah. such a great job playing all these different. Yeah. Trav, have you seen our flag means death? No, but I've been oh. wanting to. He's the, he plays the bad guy in it. Oh, okay. it's straight comedy, but in this, like, I think his name's like Rory something Keener, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Roy Rory Keener. Yeah, yeah, he's man, he's good. He's a theatrical uh, actor. Quick, quick review though. Is it worth it to watch it? Our flag means death. Oh yeah. hell yeah, dude! Hilarious. Tiger Waititi was a producer on it, and he stars on it. He plays Blackbeard, the <laughs> pirate. I'm, I'm I'm trying to line something else up to watch because I'm. It's on HBO, dude. You will burn good. through that so fast. Bird. so good. Yeah, man. Gonna, one thing I've got to one thing I've got to catch up on is Letter Kenny. I have same. let that show. I've let that show pile up, man. Because yeah, I, me too. I, I rewatched those first three seasons forever back when they were on crackle yeah. yeah like that was like dude Letterkenny was the shit it's still a funny show i don't know why i dropped off of it other shit came up well it was one of those I've things for a time it. where it was released in weird places and you couldn't get you know yeah it was yeah. like it's on hulu i don't have hulu you know i know i know no one crackle. thing for the for the the fans of the show that are in the know and you happen to ever put yourself around it man it's got like office. Oh, it's like it's so quotable, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. The fucking vascular horizon. <laughs> was that? Is that what he said? This the man of vesicles. That's it. But uh, but yeah, it, man, it's. I liked what Garland was going for. Oh yeah. And like, one thing that, and see, that's another thing that shocked me. 
whatever uh, I, I completely forgot garland did this film and then when the movie went off and i saw Man the director up. by dude i was like okay yeah yeah <laughs> okay yeah because man i just remember when i was younger i watched the beach and i had no idea what the fuck i was watching dude i don't think all, i've seen that. all i remember is leonardo dicaprio running through the jungle like a video game and it's just like shit is off the deep end yeah I guarantee you've seen it, Griffin. It's one of those movies, man, that when you probably start watching it, you're like, I remember this shit. Yeah. I mean, Leo. Yeah. Leo. Once you see the, once you see the front cover of it, cause I think it's like Leonardo DiCaprio looking up a waterfall and it's like the beach. <laughs> He's always looking up my waterfall, dude. I mean, <laughs> hey, 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 he drew Kate Winslet naked. Yeah. You can look up all the waterfalls, I reckon. No ordinary feet. But yeah, man, I, I really, really enjoyed this. I think, like, if I had to look at Alex Garland's, like, filmography real quick, um, just based off the stuff that we've done on the pod itself, definitely going to have to say that I enjoyed this more than Annihilation. Oh, yeah. Like, I really enjoyed it, you know? See, yeah. that's See, that's where, that's where I've got to. I just like the weirdness of it. Like, I see that a lot. Here, here's my thing: Annihilation had just as much weirdness too, man. Yeah. Like whenever they were over there, and the as they got closer to where the the thing was at, and the, like the terraforming of the world and stuff. I don't know. It pulls at the oh, sci-fi that fan yeah, yeah. hard, man. Like now, granted. And maybe it's just because I'm coming off a fresh watch. Like, this movie was more engaging. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I can barely even remember what the fuck Annihilation was about, other than there was an alien. I remember that alien at the end. Walking all weird. That was just real creepy. Slender There was a level of forgettability to Annihilation. And it was on Netflix. I feel like like I'm going to remember the fuck out of this movie for sure. Yeah, especially yeah, after you don't that forget ending. that last twenty minutes, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's so, for sure. So yeah, yeah, it's the better movie. I concede. I mean, Annihilation is not a bad film at all, but like, there's more because it's that's based off of a novel that he didn't write. You know, he was a novelist before he became a screenwriter. You know, yeah, and and um that was based off of something that he didn't write. So he, he took that and interpreted it, his fucked up Alex Garland way, you know, and I don't mean that in a bad way or anything, but, um, I would like to read the source material because I feel like it felt like there was something missing in annihilation. And whenever I watched, um, what was the show he did recently that we watched devs? I haven't watched it yet, but yeah, man, Dude. Yeah, I was telling him before. I was like, "It's that's worth the Google, dude." That it, it's it's worth bumping up somewhere in the list, man. Like it's yeah. good. It's, it's like very four. good. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's very uh, it tries to be very deep. Um, it gets kind of deep. Uh, man, just if you're not sucked in by the time the opening character, yeah, does some shit. It's over. 
yeah, like you're probably not going to enjoy the movie or the show. But yeah. I, I, I feel like you will. I feel like you'll see that scene and be like, okay. Yeah. What I've noticed about Garland, dude, is he likes to leave a lot of stuff open for interpretation. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even like ex machina, like, like earlier when I was like, did she push him out that fucking window? And it's like, well, she didn't, but she did. She did. Yeah. Like, like guilty conscience. The movie is, is throwing, uh, metaphors like a, like a car dealer in Vegas, man. Like it's just fucking just, yeah, man. So absolutely. Yeah, man. I really liked it though. Like I, and I was telling, I was telling Adam last night, I'm like, dude, I'm like the last fucking 20 minutes of that movie gets so goddamn fucking off the rails. Like the whole time I was mouth. And I mean, (laughs) for real. When that thing laid down and opened its legs and that, I was like, what? (laughs) I'm sitting there watching the movie and I'm seeing the, the altar. It keeps coming on screen. It keeps doing its thing. Yeah. And I'm, and and then the minute I see dude step out and he looks like the thing, he's got the same thing. Yeah. In my mind, I'm like, dude, we're about to see some birthing because I kept it kept cutting to the picture of the, you know, the fertility. Yeah, the image. woman and then the face. Yeah, she's clearing a path, man. So like, I'm sitting there like, uh, we're probably gonna get that too. And yeah. boy, did we! Yeah. But I, I was gonna, I was gonna say this movie also managed to do something that hasn't, I feel like, hasn't been done in a while. And that's explore the amount of of shit this movie does in under two hours. Yeah, right. Yeah, an hour that's forty. Tip yeah. of the hat on the editing team for that, man. Like they, like Garland and his editor, fucking, they went the distance and delivered. Like that's how you execute a, a heavy, a heavy thought, you know, thinking movie into an hour and a half like horror film yeah yeah i i love the way like you've got a24 over here doing what they're doing and you got Bloomhouse doing what they're doing and how is it that fucking a24 has been able to consistently put out way better horror movies than Bloomhouse? yeah well well to be to be honest though a24 there's a box, man, for them. And a lot of their movies, as good as they are, they don't leave that box. Yeah. And it's a tried and true formula, so that consistency is guaranteed. But Blumhouse, on the other end, though, man, I can't tell you. Well, when was the last good one we reviewed? Do you remember? Uh, they did the 2018 Halloween. The one where he kills everybody in the bus. No, the uh, Danny McBride. Yeah, oh, that's they it. did that. Yeah, you that, said Halloween. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I mean, I mean they've done was... good horror movies, but like I don't know, man. It feels to me I, like I feel like Bloomhouse is is like the B movie distribution video. <laughs> yeah. Whereas A two four is kind of getting up there oh, and like like it's our house. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even call it. I mean, you could definitely try to label it art house for sure. I feel like a lot of people would fight us tooth and nail over that. Yeah, but I mean, 
it's it's metaphor heavily metaphorical films. I mean, I don't know how you get any more or less artistic than that, or more yeah. artistic than that than crossing over into animation. Yeah. Well, and and that's the thing, man. It's like whenever you watch something like this, whenever you watch something like The Lighthouse, Midsummer, and all this kind of stuff, like you can watch it as a straightforward, cut and dry fucking horror film, and you can be you can be appreciative of that or you can dive deeper into exactly what the meaning and the metaphors are and get more, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, I think that's a a great transition into what I was going to make a comment on at some point. Um, Me and the oldest were debating the movie and talking about it and everything. And I was like, this movie can be viewed in two different perspectives. One of them is like, like you, and you said it beautifully. You said, it's just a cut and dry horror film. If you and, and to me, a lot of people are going to go that route, and a lot of people are not going to like the movie. Yeah, because the, even though the movie has metaphors and, and and reasons for it and all of that, a lot of people are also very much going to shut that shit off. Right. Yeah. That's just the way. That's the way the world is right now. Once the but, pussy opens, they're shutting it off, dude. <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, and, and, and I mean, let's just be real here. A lot of people are going to shut it off too. When they're like, Oh fuck guys, that's the, that's the theme of this movie. Yeah. And then oh, same. It's the, yeah, that shallow thinking attitude's going to obviously come through and affect their judgment on it. Or you can look at it through the perspective of like a deeply, you know, a complex movie that's got different layers. There's reasons to all this shit there's reasons to the imagery that we're getting and all of that. And you, you know, the art house aspect of the movie kicks in. Yeah. And I think that's the two that that's going to, that's, that's the two different mindsets that you got to think about before watching this movie. Cause as great as it is not a movie, I would recommend to people like you got to have to find this one on your own. Yeah. Right. Uh, this is, I, I wouldn't just drop this in someone's lap and go, Hey, we'll watch a good, you know, a good creepy movie. I'd, you know, I'd be like, that's something you, you gotta have watched a few others before you get to this one. And maybe that's an argument for some, but I feel like it's just because it is so visually weird and unusual. I only know one person I'd recommend it to just because I know they like fucking weird shit, you know, Curtis, (laughs) (laughs) he would not like this movie at all. He'd be like, what? Yeah. Is she crazy? Is this all a dream? It's like, no, dude. Watch it, bitch. Shut up. <laughs> but I mean, dude, I gotta give it a full star. I mean, yeah, I mean, in a weird hypocritical way, saying I wouldn't re- I couldn't recommend it to people. I have to give it a star too, because it is a good movie, yeah, man. I give it a yeah. solid movie all around. Wasn't expecting the movie I got. Yeah, but wasn't bothered by it. Yeah, right. Oh uh, yeah, please, please, Garland. I'd like some more. Yes, uh whatever. He's working on Civil War, dude. Like he's working on a Civil War film. It's in post production right now. It's oh got, man, it's it's gonna be like it's gonna be the Americans' version of a field in England. Yeah, where they're all tripping on shrooms in a battlefield. He's writing and directing it. It's got Kirsten Dunst in it, starring. So, plot under wraps. That's what it says. I don't. And then, did, did did we review a field in England? 
I haven't seen that. Okay, well, it's a weird movie. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. I mean, I explained what it basically was as soldiers in England fucking tripping out on shrooms and fucking just they don't leave that goddamn field for two hours. <laughs> right. But uh but it's it's an odd one, like it, it's I think it's it, it's an early A two four movie, I think. Maybe not. I don't know, but it's definitely got the same atmosphere. It's set on the same shelf with all the others. Yeah. So fucking Stranger Things. I finished Stranger Things, guys. Finally. Oh yeah. Chrissy, wake up. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like this. Chrissy, Chrissy wake, wake up. up. <laughs> Oh, so finally finished Stranger Things, dude. I knuckled it out, man. Like, I, I was my plan was to finish it over the weekend. Things did not happen that way, unfortunately. But I fucking powered through it uh, Sunday and Monday. Finished it, and I mean, I don't mean power through it in a yeah, negative way because it wasn't I mean, a that chore. Was, no, well, that I mean, was like three hours dude, long. Well, I mean, come on. Upside inside out, dude. Vegna's living La Vida Loca, dude. What the <laughs> <Yeah>. fuck? Right. <laughs> I mean So good. <laughs> yeah, uh, so so good. I waited for a week because I was like, man, uh-huh. I want to talk about him playing Master of Puppets so bad. Yeah. I had I had no I had the bar set extremely low on this season. I don't know if we have it in recording but i've said it several times that i i think i thought this season was gonna suck it's gonna be the beginning of the end for sure right i mean it kind I mean, of <laughs> yeah in a roundabout way for yeah. sure yeah. but you know like in terms of like quality i figured it was the the, the like this was gonna be you didn't know you were getting the of, best season oh yeah. man yeah and you know i was like i was like that's cool that if we have one metal song that's going to show up in stranger things it was very very cleverly that used as you know the way they use master of puppets and everything and the way you know everyone's puppeting each other it's all fucking but that i I liked how straight goonies fucking dustin and eddie went on that damn trailer man chicken wire boards on the windows fucking that shit ain't gonna fucking stand up against those bats yeah um but I don't know. I want to ask you this, Griffin, because I've talked to Corey about it. Uh, with when it shows Vecna or Warren or whatever the Henry, whatever the fuck you want to call him, when so Eleven basically blasted his ass into the Forgotten Realms. Am yeah. I right? Um. So okay, like, and we talked about this the other night. So if we're gonna put this in like relation to D and D, like. And this is what I talked to Corey about, like big time. So you've got the primaterial plane, which is Earth, and then you have the Feywild and the Shadowfell. The upside down is like the Shadowfell. It's like a mirrored universe like the uh, material plane is, but it's a fucked up a fucked up version of it. And then you have the Feywild, which is the exact same thing, but it is a like nature a natured version of that it's all it's beautiful it's all bright colorful like this is like what would happen in your world if like nature took control 
and <clears throat> the residents of that universe allowed nature to do its thing and they just kind of lived in harmony with it and the the creatures in the Feywild are fucked up just like the creatures in the shadow uh shadow fey or shadow fell are fucked up and that's how i always looked at it and i asked Corey, i said so when are they going to make this comparison or this parallel because it's got to happen at some point you've got vecna you've got the mind flare you've got the uh demogorgon or demogorgon whatever you call it You've got all these different like little D&D things. This is a direct comparison to that. It's their world, but it's a more fucked up version of their world. And then like in D&D, there's like... Because that shot, that shot of him observing the mind player was yeah. fucking awesome. That whole sequence of him explaining like, I explored this world. I just walked the fuck around, basically. Like, you know, yeah. but the way he did it, he did it with the fucking, you know, eloquence of a villain. And so... You know, I was sitting there like watching that shit, and I was like, "He's he's there, like he." Th- that's, yeah, yeah. It, it this uh, it like Stranger Things is Dungeons and Dragons, the t- TV show. Yeah, like modern day version of that for sure. And that's the thing, like there's portals, like in D and D. If you have if you run a world like this, there's like areas that you can like walk through or walk into, and it will take you to the Shadowfell. It will take you to the um underdark or it will take you to the Feywild or whatever wherever well, you're going is is that the void that l goes to when she's in the tank so well i've always to me that's kind of like the underdark which is like below earth it's not a different dimension it's just an extension of like this reality but it's like this just massive cavernous underground world and i've always kind of viewed it like that where she's at like when she does the thing but see this is the thing and this is what i told the guys the other night it's like i'm gonna have to do a little fresher because i was under the impression that whenever she was using her abilities to do that in this like black water world thing that she's got going on that that was an extension of the upside down i think it was an extension of the mind player and that's what and that's uh basically what Corey said the other night too. And I could see that because like first of all, how how did they get these powers? And if they're if the mind flare is like the conduit where these powers come from. Well, I'm thinking it's more of like a like a symbiotic relationship. Like like eleven and one are they're both successful versions of whatever Brenner's experiments were. They were both yeah. gifted, you know. Well, they both got exposed to the upside down in a well not well not, one didn't until eleven, you know eleven was the superior one all along, but they were the same because yeah. every hero story ever their opposite is their enemy. Yeah. And so, you know, they both were equally matched in their capabilities. They both did the same stuff. Eleven was just Eleven's like Gohan from Dragon Ball. Just got to be pushed a little harder. Yeah, and I always looked at it as like because part of the thing that confirmed it for me, at least, was when it's that shot again of him exploring the Upside Down when he sees the Mind Flayer and what we know of the Mind Flayer and the fact that he can trace you in the Overworld without having to step through. Yeah. We saw it at the very end of season two when he's just, you know, when he's he's hovering above 
the school in the upside down where they're having the dance at. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking, and the way they ended up doing it at the end of the show was that they showed that both of them are able to connect to the mind player. Vecna was had refined that by being able to straight like tentacle matrix inject into it. That's how he was able to, you know, fuck with people in the real world and yeah. subsequently possess them. Right. And Eleven was able to do the same. And when Eleven closed the gate at the end of season three, she and she lost her power. She severed her connection to the mind flare. Yeah. Which adds to the idea that he's the conduit. But one could argue that she could still do stuff. She just kind of has a bit of power amnesia, if you want to call it that. Yeah. But whenever she comes back to Brenner at the end and the last two or like two episodes of uh, the volume one uh, taking place inside her mind and dealing with all of that and realizing who Henry is and Vagna and all that stuff that reestablishes her link to the mind flayer. Yeah. And kind of uses that same, uses that power to be able to go all inception in the upside down. Right. Well, and I think that, I think dirt Lord's got a really good theory though. Oh, the one dude. I saw well, I actually saw this online. It was something okay. that was going around. Yeah. But someone was there's some source material out there. So Eleven's mother was in this fucking, you know, MK Ultra shit and got pregnant while she was there. Well, in the source material, she got pregnant from one of the people that was working there. Mm-hmm. Well, number one would be around the right age. Yeah. To sleep with her and if that is his kid it would make sense that you know because brenner just wanted the baby yeah he yeah. you know did whatever he could to get the bait why do you want that baby so bad like yeah you know or did they like artificially inseminate her with one like i mean yeah try to make it you know because one it obviously he had already done some bad shit he had that thing in him like he was you know well there is a just part stuck there there is a part near the end there where it's when uh when he's about to kill Max for the second time and she's he's like I just wanted to be me and law. you. I thought it was gonna be us. It, yeah, he said at one point I, w- I wanted you by my side. Yeah. Yeah. He has a connection I, with her. And if that comes out, like it's like you're his daughter, you know. Yeah. Like, oh goddamn, you're gonna have to kill him too. Like Yeah. So and I just Googled it. Like, how old is number one? So in 1979, it says if Henry Creel was 12 in 1959, that means when audiences see him again in 79, posing as the kind orderly, he is around 32 years old. Yeah. And so 11 would have been was, around. Yeah. He'd have been like 25. Yeah. He'd have been between 20 and 25 years old. That could have been one of the reasons why he got in trouble, too. He fucked one of the patients. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. He did something because they put that thing in him, mm-hmm. you know, in case he acted up. That power dampener thing? Yeah. Yeah. So, and I like that idea. If they go with that idea, I like that. Um, because it makes sense, you it know, does. like she would, like she's already faced off against Papa, like fucking so many times, you know? 
Uh-huh. And and it's like that's her fucking her weird experimental daddy. Then you've got Vecna that could possibly be well, her real daddy. Wouldn't it be wouldn't it be very stranger things in terms of like reference in pop culture if the biggest twist of the show was an absolute Empire Strikes Back sequence? Yeah, I mean that like I'm your father. Yeah, that would be fucking incredible, dude. Uh, I mean, but like it, it could work. I mean, I could get behind it. Yeah, and then and then that would give her full like she's got Vecna the fucked up dad that she didn't know she had. She's got Papa the fucked up quote unquote dad that she had in the lab, and then she's got Hopper, yeah. who is like the most the most father figure that she's really ever had, but is in you know has no relation to her whatsoever. Just found the kid. You know what I'm saying? Like just kind of was stuck with her more or less you know what i mean like well man so. let's let, let's 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 talk about hopper for a second uh you can't you can train hopper to be hellboy but you can't take the hellboy out of hopper yeah right mm. god damn. like when he held that sword i was like dude he's fucking hellboy as fuck right now yeah his That's... his arc was so like he's always been my favorite character in the show Dude, can we give a round of applause to his calcium levels? Yeah, right. Because that that broken foot, man, he hobbled on that bitch for a minute. Yeah. And I get it, adrenaline, blah, blah, blah. But, like, still, it's like, dude, by the time they get to the peanut butter warehouse, he's, like, he's fucking just striding <laughs> on in. I'm like, just, I'm like, this dude did not just have all these really, like, the the. and here's here's something, too, about the show. The scenes with him having to to remove the shackle from around his broken foot yeah. made me cringe more than any of Vecna's kills. Yeah, right. Just because that was so real, you know? Like, yeah, I yeah. could imagine somebody being a POW or something, and they're like, fuck this. I'm out of here. Yeah. Fuck my ankle. That's how Crush bad it, it with was a rock. There. You know, yeah. So. Yeah. So. What theories do you have going forward? I think in order for everything to get restored, Eleven's probably going to have to die. Yeah. Both Because the only way to remove the threat is to remove everything. Yeah. And I don't... I don't think she'll get murdered or anything, but I feel like it'll be a sacrificial death. She'll she'll give her life. She goes out killing Vecna, maybe. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Destroying the mind flare, sever the connection completely, and and somehow, yeah. oh, what's his name? Their little buddy with his tucked-in shirt. Yeah, so he's still connected to it. Yeah, and that's all right. So the I think bumps. that I think Will, Ele- yeah, Eleven's gonna die. I think Will's gonna die. I think that. Okay, before we go any further, where do you like? What do you think's going on with Max? Uh, she's probably going to have, you know how Will was kind of the focus of character that gets hijacked by the upside down. I think Max is very much taking that position now. She's held hostage. Uh, yeah, the upside down still going to kind of come for her, Vecna or whomever, you know, if there's going to be a one final addition to the rogues gallery, um, but yeah, I think she's taking that. But but she's also she's also pretty fucked up right now too. Like yeah, because even though she survived, 
that leg and arm, though. Yeah, I know. Well, I think that she's trapped in Vecna's head. I think that, like, whatever the fuck he was doing, like, I think that she, because whenever Eleven tried to get with her, like, try to reach she out to her in the hospital. There. Yeah, she wasn't there. I think that she's somehow stuck in Vecna's memories. Well, you said it the other so night. We, what did Papa say about him? He, like, he takes everything. Yeah, he takes everything. All your memories, you. your soul, your essence. Like, he takes all of so it. So he would have to die for her to right be yeah. released. Yeah. So she'll, yeah. So so she'll probably be comatose until but, the end of the season next season. Yeah. Well, I mean that 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 sets her up to be the the Deuce X. Yeah. That yeah. happens. Like yeah. they're going to be fighting. They're going to be another mind. They'll be mind fight round two. Yeah. Obviously. Um. And you know, right when you think that Eleven's about to die, what part of Max is in his head is going to stop him? And maybe, maybe we're wrong. Maybe Eleven will live, but because of Max' literal physical state right now, she's probably she might she might be the one that ends up dying. Yeah, um, I think it's funny that we're talking about who who dies though, because I remember an article where they 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 were talking to the Duffer Brothers about you know death theories, and they were like, "Guys, we're not fucking Game of Thrones." Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not well, going to act, and, and they they make a valid point there, but I feel like they act classic, 80. but classic eighties movie, a main character doesn't die until at the end, and it's usually blaze of glory, like yeah. they're going to save the day. Yeah, but I mean, I just I just have this feeling that when everything is said and done, because of everything that's going on. I just have a big feeling that like there's going to be, there's going to be absolute casualties. I feel like Levin's going to die. Vecna, of course, is going to die. I feel like um, Mike's going to die. Hopper may die. I was thinking maybe that's what starts the chain reaction is if, if Vecna kills Harper. Yeah. It's on site for 11. <laughs> yeah. Like exactly. that would supercharge yeah. her. Enough yeah, to kill yeah. his ass yeah. and suck all that shit back down there. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Like, that would be her complete breaking point. And then you that have your be... Star Wars moment where he's like, I'm your father. A little, oh, little, man. yeah. Oh, yeah. no, fuck it ain't. I don't want to live, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's all my fault. Yeah. I think at the end of the day that. Um, and Steve may die. I don't, I oh. mean, he's almost died like 18 fucking times. Um, this is true, but I feel like at the, when everything's said and done, I think Michael still be alive. I think Lucas will still be alive. Dustin will still be alive. The sister will still be alive. Um, her, um, Mike's brother. I can't think of what his name is. Jonathan. Yeah. I think he'll still be alive, yeah, man. The uh yeah, I think Argyle. I thought yeah. I don't even know if he'll be in the next season. You know what I mean? Fucking pizza poppy, dude. Um <laughs> <laughs> I think that the Robin, the lesbian chick, I think she'll survive. Um, but I think like Max may wake up at the end, like if she's stuck in Vecna's head, they kill Vecna and like get rid of the upside down that she may come back to her 
her body or whatever, yep. you know? You just see her sitting there with dude and he's holding her and she wakes up. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, it's over. Mm-hmm. Cause she could see it. If she's in his mind. Yeah. I, I, I have a feeling that, and there's been like concept art. Like I dropped a thing in, uh, and I'll, I'll copy it and I'll drop it into the general here where like, okay, they more or less kind of destroyed Vecna's body. Right. So mm-hmm. what if Will becomes the fucking? Oh, what if he becomes the fucking? God the, damn, the, the catalyst, the fucking vessel for Vecna. You know, don't yeah, because be he was like, Vecna I can vessel. still feel him, and and Eleven's not saying she feels him. Yeah, right. But Will, like, oh, yeah, that would be fucked up. Shit. Yeah. So, dude, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Right. So, like, I, I feel, and like I said, they're not Game of Thrones, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, like, there's going to have to be some casualties in order to, like, clear all this shit out and to get the fucking. There's still one last little bit of growth that the team needs, and that's going to be the loss of a comrade. I yeah. would rather have that than just cop it out and be like, everyone's happy now. Like, yeah. Oh, this is pretty serious. I mean, the upside yeah. down is now coming to the world. Yeah. It's when you breached. see that shit falling yeah. and the flowers dying, it's like, row, row. Yeah. That's not good. So I, I, I don't know how they're going to get out of doing it without major, like not major, but some casualties in this whole situation, man. So I'm excited. But I mean, I think, it. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, like, it's going to be fucked up. Like, everything's going to be fucked up. Everybody's going to be fucked up that survives. It's like, did they really win? Because how fucked up are these people going to be? Yeah. You know what I mean? What's well, like, so, like, Eddie was one of my favorite characters of this season. Yeah. And, like, I hated that he died, but it was a little bittersweet. Yeah. I was like, There's, I didn't fucking run, dude. I stood my ground yeah. this time. This is my year. Yeah. And it was like, oh, he did. He stood his ground. Yeah. But like Corey said the other night that the Duffer brothers have said that those bats can't kill you. Yeah. So, and, and you know. also like Vecna's always had a lackey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in D and D lore, there's always been a, a right hand of Vecna and Could be there's Eddie. rumors. Yeah. There's rumors that Eddie's going to become Vecna's right hand. And if he does, oh, then like that would fuck Dustin up, dude. Yeah, I know, right? But like, what if he's like? It's one of those things. Like, he becomes the right hand of Vecna. He's doing all this fucked up shit, but then he comes to his senses in the moment. You know? Yeah, he's yeah. yeah that whole trope he happens. Run. You know? Yeah, he doesn't run, dude. That master of puppet shit. Was oh so my god, cool. it was, and he was well, really playing that shit. Well, he did. Really Trap, did you the- know that he really played that? Well, what I really liked about that, too, was there were moments where, like, at the beginning, I loved how you just heard the raw him playing it, and then you slowly heard a pan. It faded into the actual song. Yeah, when Max is running through the house. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought that was really, that was was cool. It was so well done. But, yeah, he fucking actually played that shit, and then they did additional, because, you know, they changed the solo up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like he apparently he played some of the solo, but also Trigello's kid 
the the bass player uh-huh for metallica his kid came in and did some uh some lead work on it like some of the off-screen lead work i was like that's kind of cool that is cool kind of went full full circle you know but they used uh the four horsemen in season two i think it was i watched this thing where like the producers went to metallica and i was like hey you know we want to use master puppets this is what it's going to be for this is like this is the scene this is what it means this is the symbolism and all this kind of stuff and they're like fuck yeah of course because they were fans of the show they yeah. they contacted metallica to use the four horsemen and um they were like yeah they can fucking use whatever they want <laughs> you know what i mean like it's fucking stranger things you know like so that's cool well, man well i mean a lot of a lot of people a lot of younger kids that are well, not younger kids. A lot of teenagers that are watching Stranger Things, they're get you know, that was somebody's first taste of metal. Oh yeah, for sure. Dude, you know that what was I mean? A so, lot of people's then, first taste of Kate Bush. Yeah, right. Yeah, that oh, song sure. charted in the top so, ten on the billboards. So, so did with, Master of Puppets for the first time ever hit one hundred. Wow, in the top one hundred. Yeah. So, so I mean, you know, people are you know. Those those artists weren't crazy. They knew what type of promotion they'd get. Yeah. Never mind being a fan. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure they would have been like, nah, if it wasn't the right fit. But at the same time, coming at them with like, hey, here's how we're, you know, we're doing a take on on this, and we feel like this song lines up perfect. I yeah. saw where um, Kate Bush, she still owns the rights to her music. She never sold them mm-hmm. off or anything. So off of the streaming plays alone. She made like one point three million dollars, I think. I mean, alone. that's a good little haul. Yeah, I'd say that's a that's a chunk of change, man, for your work. They always do a really good job with the music on the show. Like, well, considering yeah. the current the current trend of like retro stuff is is cool again. Yeah, the eighties. Um, yeah, man, the eighties. Like, it's cool to see a lot of artists getting a second win. It is. Yeah um because that you know that that very seldom happens but yeah i fucking love that season man i could watch it again yeah i kind of want to go back and rewatch all of it you know i might do that if they drop because from what they're saying we're looking at a two to three year gap here so the the, one of the questions i still have though is what about the other kid that was free and walking around what like what becomes of that kid is there something that i've forgotten talking about her sister that she was hanging out with mm-hmm. what was that girl's name remember the one remember the last season i mean they just don't mention um, they just didn't mention her y'all remember the last season the one she goes off and dresses like a punk rock kid oh yeah yeah something with a k it started with a k i think but I think, but yeah. she was she was numbered too. I think she was like two or six or some some weird number. So they never mentioned her, and you don't see her in those flashbacks. Yeah, and it's like okay. Now what? I don't know. I mean, maybe just an abandoned plot thread. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. I don't see those guys doing that. We might see her later. No. She's still out there, but you know, there's other people that are still out there gotta be right yeah 
for sure. So but, fucking good. But yeah, Stranger Things is still slapping, man. Yeah. And we're, I mean, they're going to do one more season and end it, and that's going to be, it's really oh, cool. Yeah. Really, really cool. Speaking of Stranger Things, I, I went and watched Thor Love and Thunder, by the way. And uh, it, was it a movie? It was okay. I didn't like it as much as Ragnarok, but it was okay. I, that seems to be the consensus, man. There's just, and we'll talk about it, of course, when the when it comes on the pod and everything. But like, it's so re- many, so many made, missed opportunities. It's made me want to pump the brakes on going to the theater. Well, here's what I will say. Does it still look as good as we as the trailer presents it? Though is it still visually? Yeah. That, that's what I was. That's what I was. Rails? That's what I was going to say. Like, if you're interested in watching it at all, I would definitely go to the theaters and check it out because the design of everything. Like when they show up and that black and white sequence happens, it is fucking incredible. And like, just it looks good. It looked really fucking good. Like is it, it was. It was. It sounds. It sounds very. Uh, I feel like it's lost its meaning for sure at this point now. But does it look comic book as fuck? They do have a lot of sequences that yes, is that looks like comic book as fuck. colors pop. Yeah. They're doing ridiculous shit in absurd places, like yeah. shit. Because like, here's my thing. I'm waiting for a full on space fight with Thor, where he's just in space fighting. Fuck it at this point. Well, they do that a little bit, but like, here's one thing that's not going to ruin anything that is, is like, should show you the fucking links they're going to. So they've, they're like trying to navigate space, right? Yeah. And the the way that they navigate space is they take, they did something in the movie and they got these goats and they, They well, turn in the trailer. We, we see like the sleigh and everything. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So they yeah, hook some trailer they, shit. It's all good. Yeah. They hook Stormbreaker up to it and makes yeah. a rainbow road. From so, it, 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 so it can channel the Bifrost. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And Which, I mean, use, that's, it showed that. I mean, you, you saw it getting shot out of the weapons. I think at one point it even has Molnar and stormbreaker doing that yeah yeah so like that them moving through space with these goats like hooked to this fucking (laughs) boat you know like it's just so over the top like there's (laughs) like like i said and these goats scream like did you go see it adam uh-uh it's but like i said they scream they scream like humans what? They're, they're like these weird space goats. Yeah. What? Yeah, dude. Yeah. And like, okay. yeah, they're from this planet where they were, hit, Thor and the Guardians were helping them do this shit. And that was their payment was these two goats. And then like, of course, they put them on the fucking Guardians of the Galaxy ship and they're fucking massive. They're like the size of Clydesdales. They're fucking huge. And they're just in the ship and they're just screaming like regular people. It's so fucking ridiculous, man. Um, but they're, they're, 
Yeah, the, the funny stuff was good. Here, here's what I will say. Like, um, I feel like Gore was a great fucking villain. I feel like he could have been utilized in a better way. I also feel like the reasoning for Lady Thor makes sense, but there's some things about that that don't really make a whole lot of sense. Did they explore any kind of hostility between them over the hammer? What they did was, um, it wasn't hostility. What it was, was like Thor was like, Thor basically was treating the old hammer, uh, Molnir, like an ex-girl, like an ex I saw that clip where he's like yeah. trying to grab at it. And then the new hammer comes up and he's like, what? I was just trying to, <laughs> yeah, I was like, it, it up, looks yeah, at him like he was cheating on it. Like, yeah, I was just seeing so if I, you know. Yeah. So that's how they handle that. They use comedy to kind of handle that situation. Was did it have Which as much fine. comedy as Ragnarok? Yes, it okay. almost had too much comedy. Okay, to to an extent, like it was funny, and the parts that were funny were funny, but it was one of those situations where, like, um, and it's kind of a trope now, where yeah. like Marvel movies get super serious, and then they try to cut the tension with comedy, which is like. It's okay to do that, but every time that there's a serious moment that happens, and they steer away from it a little bit in Thor, but they also like amplify it to a degree too. So some of the things are supposed to come off as like comedic, but it, the tone isn't right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but if you're interested in it, definitely check it out. There's some missed opportunities here. Especially like it has to do with Gore, the God Butcher, that is like killing gods, right? We know that from the trailer. He's like traveling around and he's doing his Gore shit. Perfect opportunity to introduce Moon Knight. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like perfect opportunity to have all of that shit happen with with Moon Knight and the fucking uh, Egyptian gods and everything. Because they're still gods. You know what I mean? Like, they're still... So, just stuff like that. Like, that's one of the minor things. But, like I said, we'll get into it a little bit more whenever whenever we're able to do it on the pod. But, uh, still liked it better than Captain Marvel. Um, Mm -hmm. Didn't like it as much as Ragnarok. I thought, like, out of the new releases, I'd say Spider-Man's the best, Doctor Strange, and then... Thor, Love and Thunder. So, but speaking of Stranger Things and Thor, God of Thunder, or God of Thunder, Love and Thunder, Taika Waititi was really annoyed at Stranger Things for using Kate Bush's music. So although plenty of people have discovered Uh, the music of Kate Bush through season four of Stranger Things. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I think I was having some technical difficulties, man. Oh, okay. But um, and then, like, like so, with, back with like, like back with Gore the guy. Yeah, you're breaking up yeah, real. We can't hear you. Yeah, it's getting real hairy, Trav. With, uh... We're cutting out. Hold on, let me reconnect. Hello, testing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So with Gore the God Butcher and going with what you said about Marvel having their comedic formula to break tension, 
was there a lot of moments where they could have went there with Gore, but they it, it kind of like the comedic aspect kind of maybe didn't work. Um. Well, it's that that situation where like Gore was a hundred percent villain, like he an insane person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like crazy. Was um, was Christian Bell good as the character? Dude, I like. Whenever I think of Christian Bell as a villain, I don't really consider Patrick Bateman as a villain. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, you know, of how that, anyway. But, like, he played a fucking phenomenal villain. Like, I just, he looked like Uncle Fester. Like, but he was just so fucking mean. Like, he would have been an incredible, like, if they were going to stop Thor at Ragnarok and they wanted to build Thor to a major Thor villain, they could have used gore and made it three movies long, like have him be the overall villain of the three movies. And it would have been fucking incredible. Like they developed that character so well, in my opinion and with what they did with him and the performance was fucking phenomenal. Oh yeah. It's just, there was some things, man. Like they, if they would have had him go balls out like the way that, and it'll make more sense, but if they would have had him go balls out on his mission and just destroy fucking everything, he would have been a Thanos level villain, you know? And like the way that he handles himself, the way that like the way that he walks, you know how Christian Bell is. He's all fucking, you know, alpha. Fucking wreck your lights, dude. You know how he is. Yeah. Um, no. He's yeah. He comes up with like not only the 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 speaking and the mannerisms, but the walk and all that stuff. He becomes this character, and it's it's really well done. He does a great job. One of the he, one of the best villains that we've had in Marvel in a while, I'd say. So. But yeah, Taka Watiti is pissed. He's annoyed because so Taka Watiti couldn't help but point out the inclusion of running up that hill, and the and the Netflix hit has ruined it for him. As long as a longtime fan of Bush, mm-hmm. I mean, Watiti is well aware that there are many people who now claim to know Kate Bush's work. When all they know is one song. This is this is what he said. You mean how they ruined Kate Bush? I love that show. But as someone who feels a real ownership of Kate Bush music, I'm really annoyed. I've, I've become one of those old assholes who's like, these kids never listen to Kate Bush. They've heard one song on a TV show. They don't know Kate Bush. I know Kate Bush. It's called gatekeeping. I mean, he well, don't he was, own it. Nah, he was gonna like, he was gonna use the song in Thor. But then that would the same thing would have happened. Exactly, right. I mean, he's just mad that they did it before him. <laughs> yeah. Because people would have heard it in Thor and be like, what's that song? Yeah, right. That's funny. I don't think he's being serious though, you know? Yeah, he's probably just fucking I think he's just poking fun at the fact that like Stranger Things beat him to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, how did he, 
did he know that they licensed that song for probably. Stranger Things? Could probably if he I'm, looked into licensing, you know, he could yeah. probably see that it had been licensed for that. And he's like, "Fuck, I can't put that in there that close yeah. to that." It's like, fucking Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah exactly. everybody's gonna watch that shit, you know? Yeah, because the last two episodes came out for what Fourth of July weekend. Yeah, and then Thor came out the next weekend. So yeah, it's funny that he had the idea to use. Yeah. It. Yeah, right. Great minds, dude. Oh, speaking of the Duffer Brothers, Trav, have you heard the news about their new production company? No. Okay, so the Duffer Brothers are, uh, they've created a production company, and it's called Upside Down Productions, I think. Something uh, like it's, that. Yeah. So they are, of course, they're going to finish out Stranger Things, right? Yeah. Okay, here it says the Duffer Brothers announced new project new produ- production company, Upside Down Pictures. So, um according to the Duffer Brothers, Upside Down Pictures will aim to create the kind of stories that inspire inspired the Duffers growing up, stories that take place at the beautiful crossroads where ordinary meets the extraordinary and where big spectacle coexists with intimate character work where heart wins out over cynicism. The Duffer Brothers and Netflix also announced their growing slate of projects in active development. An all-new live-action television adaptation of the renowned Japanese manga and anime series Death Note, an original series from creators Jeffrey Addison and Will Matthews, which did Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, a series adaptation of Stephen King and Peter Straub's The Talisman, alongside Steven Spielberg's Amblin Entertainment and Paramount Television to be created by Curtis Gwynn, a new stage play set within the world and mythology of Stranger Things, produced by prolific and multi-award winning producers Sonia Friedman and Steven Daldry. Uh, and Netflix... Oh, Sonia Friedman, Steven Daldry, and Netflix. Daldry will also direct 21 Laps, serves as associate producer a live-action Stranger Things spinoff series based on an original idea by the Duffer Brothers with Upside Down and 21 Laps producing. Uh, the Duffer Brothers most recently released fourth season of their hit Netflix series, Stranger Things, which they wrote, directed, and executive produced. Uh, Stranger Things 4 is now number one on Netflix, all-time most popular English TV list, with an astounding $1.15 billion hours viewed in its first 28 days only the second series to cross the billion hour viewing mark with the final tally expecting to be higher as volume two reaches the 28 day viewing period third season released in 2019 still holds at number three stranger things four record-breaking highlights include it was the biggest premiere weekend ever for an english language tv show on netflix with 286.79 million hours viewed hit number one on the top 10 lists in 91 countries for first uh, first for English TV series, became the most viewed season of English language television in a single week on Netflix with a staggering 335 million hours viewed. And it entered the most popular list at number three with 621.80 million hours viewed just 10 days after its premiere, setting yet another record as the fastest English language series to break into the most popular list. So they've got a new production company. They're going to be doing the Talisman. A series. 
for the talisman. Hell yeah. And it makes sense because he was reading that to Max in the hospital room. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, he was reading it to Max. So we have that to look forward to, Trav. That's that's gonna be pretty interesting. Yeah. I remember uh, a movie I remember there was a short film movie pitch for the talisman it's somewhere on YouTube. It was pretty cool. It uh, uh I I can't I, it was it was back during the really uh speculative period of Ron Howard supposedly developing the Dark Tower movie at the time. Yeah. And it was a, a little bit of, you know, like, hey, well, if they can do that, they can do this, you know, that type of thing. Right. So speaking of Stephen King here, Gary Dauberman, Dauberman, Salem Watt, delayed to 2023. So uh, Dauberman is providing fans with a new take on Salem's Lot, an adaptation of the King novel of the same name. The book released in 75 was King's second published novel. Plot follows writer named Ben Mears. So we, where I know that uh, there's been several adaptations, including a TV miniseries, a TV miniseries <laughs> starring David Soul, uh, 87 film, a return to Salem's Lot starring Michael Moriarty and a 2004 miniseries titled Salem's Lot starring Rob Lowe. It's been nearly two decades since we've seen a new iteration. Uh, so this is what he had to say about it. Um, that's exactly what I said, and that's exactly what I thought, which is why I said, hey, can we make a movie of this? Because we haven't seen that in a really long time, and they should be, t- and they should be terrifying, and the novel's terrifying, and it's great to work on. I can't wait to bring it to the big screen. We've seen it on the smaller screen and it's going to be awesome on the big screen. So the new date is April the 21st of 2023, but there's also other films that got delayed. Last Train in New York, the upcoming remake of the 2016 hit Train to Busan was recently removed from Warner Brothers Pictures release schedule. For now, it's unknown whether the film will be delayed indefinitely or scrapped altogether. I say scrap it and just release Train to Busan in the U.S. Uh, Dauberman also... Yeah. (laughs) Dauberman wrote Last Train in New York and has yet to share an update on the project. Throughout 2022, big blockbuster films have been delayed to accommodate the post-production crew and allocate more time for visual effects. Recently, Marvel has been under scrutiny for their reportedly low pay for visual effects artists and incomplete CGI seen in Thor, Love, and Thunder, and several other films. Uh, a few films which have new dates include Indiana Jones 5, which is June the 30th of 2023, John Wick 4, March the 24th, 2023, The Marvels, July 28th of 2023, and Wonka on December the 15th of 2023. So, yeah. Were you, so, able, to, were you, were you able to tell uh, some of the CGI being Wonka in Love and Thunder? No, I mean, dude, there's so much shit going on. Like, there's so much stuff going on that if they scamped out on some CGI for something in the background, you know what I mean? Like, right. you can't really tell anything about that, you know? Yeah. I'm curious. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm sure, you know, it'll get out there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. It'll get memed the hell and back. Yeah. So Mr. Doberman there wrote that Swamp Thing series. Mm-hmm. Uh, like 
didn't uh, totally air, right? Yeah. Annabelle. Yeah. He's only directed one thing. And then if he directs this one, that'll be his second one. But he's wrote a bunch of stuff. Yeah. No, I've heard I've heard that Swamp Thing uh revival that was like one season long. I've heard it's actually very, very good. Well, it's kind of like that uh Constantine. You know, Con- I thought that that Constantine series was fucking incredible, but there just wasn't enough there wasn't enough viewership. Yeah. So, yeah, it was on CW the Swamp Thing, so that's like Yeah. And like it's swamp thing, dude. Like that's one of those properties where it's like the diehard fans are going to come out for it, but the diehard fans are going to be small. It's going to be a smaller fan, yeah. You know, yeah. So, um, Stephen Yin joins Robert Pattinson and Bong Joon Ho's sci-fi movie. So ahead of the premiere of Jordan Peele's new movie, Nope. Star Stephen Yen has just been cast in another acclaimed filmmaker sci-fi movie. Per deadline, Yen has joined the cast of Bong Joon Bong Joon Ho's next film, based on the Edward Ashton novel Mickey Seven. This reunites the actor with Bong, who previously directed the film Okja. I think that's how you pronounce it, Okja, uh, which featured Yen in the lead role. The Mickey Seven adaptation also stars Pattinson, Naomi. Aki, Mark Ruffalo, and Tony Coletti. Um, it's not clear if the movie will retain the Mickey Seven name as the film is currently untitled. What's known is that the adaptation is written and directed by Bong. Filmmaker is also producing under his off-screen banner alongside all these other people. Uh, plot details on the Mickey Seven movie adaptation haven't been divulged. It is presumed that the story of the novel heavily inspires the events of the movie but it's also expected that Bong will be taking some creative liberties and there could be some key differences with the story's transition to the big screen. With that said, you can get a basic idea of the film below. So Mickey seven is an expendable, a disposable employee on a human expedition sent to colonize the ice world. Nifheim, Nifheim, Nifheim. Uh, whenever there's a mission that's too dangerous, even suicidal, the crew turns to Mickey. After one iteration dies, a new body is regenerated with most of its memories intact. Mickey signed on to escape from both bad debts and boredom on Midgard. After six deaths, Mickey Seven understands the terms of his deal and why it was the only colonial position unfilled when he took it. When he goes missing and is presumed dead at the hands of the deadly indigenous creatures, Mickey Eight reports for duty and their troubles really begin. So that sounds interesting. It's kind of like Moon, you know? Yeah, what it sounds like. Yeah, so. But, uh, yeah, that's cool. I, I'm excited to see Nope. I like oh, Steven yeah. Yen. This is fucking Robbie Pat coming back at us, you know? Yeah, with dude, he's been blowing up after that. Yen, after that. Remember that movie? It was like 2020 that he, where he was the Korean farmer in the 80s. Yeah, dude, dude the, it got that like, A24 flick. It got yeah. like 270-something nominations. Yeah. He's just been yeah. blowing up since then. Yeah. Like, welcome I, back, I, man. I, you know? I want to watch that, too. I've heard so many good things. My grandparents watched it. My grandfather was like, that movie was really good. Like, uh-huh, and okay. he don't normally, you know. Because, yeah. it's you know, it's probably a little on the sappy side. 
Yeah. But he was like, it was Definitely. really good. Definitely okay. super serious. Yeah. All right. All right. I hear well, you. I'll know it. Yeah. Last up here, we got some sad news, Trav. I don't know if you heard about this or not. James Conn died. Like what? Yeah, dude. It is with great sadness that we inform you of the passing of Jimmy on the evening of July the 6th. Family appreciates the outpouring of love and heartfelt condolences and asks that you continue to respect our privacy during this difficult time. That's rough, man. What an icon. Misery, dude. Fucking Godfather. Godfather, yeah. I mean, when you look up... The list goes on, dude. Yeah, when you look up this dude's fucking work, like what he did in his life, man. It's fucking incredible, man. Fucking Dick Tracy. 137 credits, man. I mean, and it, it just goes on and on and on. We're talking bangers, but, too. Yeah. The Gambler, Godfather 2. Um. 1941, Thief, Alien Nation, Honeymoon in Vegas, uh, Bottle Rocket. I don't remember. Oh, yeah, I remember him in that. Bulletproof, Mickey Blue Eyes. Old Hollywood, dude. Yeah. I mean. A real actor. Yeah. And he's one of those people that every time he popped up, you knew. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You knew that this shit's going to be crazy. I forgot he did that movie, Undercover, Undercover Grandpa. It's like a kid's movie, but still, though. Yeah. That was in 2017, kicking ass, you know? Or kicking wing. Yeah. They did an episode of uh, Alfred Hitchcock Hour. That's fucking. Yeah. Big that's time. That's a crazy credit to have, dude, that you were on. Yeah. You got directed by Alfred Hitchcock. That's. Right. He started working in 61, man. Doing TV series. That's Hollywood royalty right there, man. Yeah. Sad day, man. I mean, he's. He was born in 40. So he was 82. He lived a life, man. Big bucket of win. Yeah. He lived a life. He'll be missed. Light a candle. Yeah. Let me get my lighter. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all the movie news that I saw this one. I mean, most of the stuff is like Marvel, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? Marvel, does Stranger this Things. Yeah. So. But I mean, I'm ready for these damn. These damn trailers here. We got some good ones, man. Hopefully. Anyway. We got Christian Bale here looking pretty rugged. No. You want me to try some? Yeah. We are through professionally, mates. Yeah. (laughs) 
that's the Christian bell that I want. You know, that's the Christian bell that lives in my heart. All right, I'm ready for Amsterdam. Yeah, I'm ready for this, man. You ready, Trev? Yep. All right, three, two, one, play. Oh, <laughs> I'm you late. Amsterdam. Damn. He looks wild. Yeah. It's like a nice little period piece. Oh, shit. Damn. Oh, shit. Look at this. What a cast. Taylor Swift. Small role. <laughs> huh. Hell yeah. That looks fucking great, dude. It's coming out soon. She, fucking she smells so fucking pretty, dude. I was thinking that, dude. <laughs> when I was watching Margot Robbie, I was like, when she was walking up, I was like, she smells so fucking pretty. It's yeah, funny. Dude, you already know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Great minds, man. Y'all remember we got uh, the teaser for this? Yeah, it was this, like this them, is a vampire shit. Yeah, right? it was like doing some choreography. Yeah, um, from the John Wick people, I think. Oh, okay, all right, all right. I'm three, interested. two, one, play. I like the plot. Okay. 
My eyes are closed. Damn. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. What the fuck? John Wick with vampires? God damn, dude. That's money right there. <laughs> I already want to see this. Yeah. They don't have to show me anymore. Oh, it looks outrageous. Uh. <laughs> Don't you here. Oh shit, dude. <laughs> I'm down. That's coming out soon. I'm podlock, gentlemen. Yeah, right. And it's coming to Netflix. I'm just good to scope. Sign me up for the free trial, you know? Yeah, right. Is that Britta? Not Britta. What's the other one? Um, it's a chick from Community, right? Yeah. I think this has got fucking Aubrey Plaza in it, too, maybe. Yeah, it does. Allison Brie. That got ASMR really quick. Smells so fucking... Hand me around. Meat spin it is. Three, two, one, play. <laughs> Oh. Oh, God. Martucci. There's your girl. Mm. Picking up some Spanglish vibes. Yeah. Chocolat.
She's hoeing her out. Oh. Oh, God. <laughs> that was Tim. Oh, time goes to the mayor. Yeah. It's got a fucking crazy cast. I wasn't expecting to see fucking Jared there. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. He's the same (laughs) guy and everything. Just delivery. (laughs) I'm excited about this next one. We saw like a teaser or something for this, right? Long, like a while, but it was like a short, short clip. Yeah, this is it's got John Boyega and Viola Davis in it. Let's peep it. I'm ready. All right, three, two, one, play. Damn. Hot Sabina, you know. Yeah, right. Hmm. this Wakanda? I'm picking up some Black Panther vibes. I know, right? We have a weapon. The women. I can smell the stones. Damn, that's the how to get away with murder lady. Yeah. No.
Damn. Might be all right. What's happening? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Only thing it's missing is on fucking all new it. Yeah. You know that Zulu movie? The Soys of Tangerine. All new it. <laughs> Fall. I've, I've seen a clip of this. This got fucking JDF, JDM in it, dude. Oh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Yeah. Well, we got to lean on that fucking tower, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. So Negan leaning in the corner, just <laughs> <laughs> Negan leaning. I like that. All right, three, two, oh. one, play. In a world <laughs> where Fuck all the this. holes are in all the mountains. Fuck this, dude! I'm not climbing shit. Cut the rope. Too late now. No. Go back down. Oh, no. Are they going to get stuck up? Is the ladder going to fall? I mean... Hell no. No, no, no. This is why they don't allow people to climb. There's no shot that's that tall. I, I my anxiety won't let me watch this. This is yeah, right. No. She's like our bags down there with the water in it. I'm gonna be like, we're gonna have to drink pee. Yeah. I would just jump. Yeah, Look fuck it. that. I'm good. Torture. I don't. I don't like heights. No. I don't like being on unstable surfaces. Uh-uh. My ass Do ain't ladders. About, like, dude, when I look at a fucking wall, like a rock wall, my first instinct is not. You know what I want to do? I want to drive spikes into the side of that and climb them. You oh, know. Sh- there's just nothing. 
nothing that propels me forward that makes me want to fucking climb anything. Yeah. I don't even want to climb out of my bed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean fuck. Is this real? Fuck that. I think so. I peeped a little bit of it and it looked real. This fucking came out of nowhere. All right. Three, two, one, play. Mm-hmm. So were they redoing the story or is this just some like other other? This is like prequel stuff, I think. Okay. It looks like Lord of the Rings. Remember the comet in Game of Thrones? Yeah. But wait, there's more. Mm. That looks great. Yeah. Fuck carrying that shit back. I guess she's a hobbit. I think so, maybe. Before the fellowship. Before the ring. Oh. A new legend begins. (laughs) The legend of Bagger Vance. (laughs) <laughs> I was looking fucking at my... bagger bagger vance shows up he's like the fuck am i doing here man yeah. i ain't about no elves and fucking trolls and shit got another alder plaza i mean i had to drop drop them in here I mean, that's okay. I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one, play. Get your heart rate down. Yeah, dude. (laughs) I want to experience it too. (laughs) What?
fucking box cutter on her neck, dude. She'd be bleeding. That shit was pushed down way too far. Hmm. Never seen her do something like this. No. I mean, I'd go all the way if she loved me. Oh, so pretty. The last movie stars Ethan Hawke, George Clooney. Three, two, one, play. Spill mine. Damn. Mm. Oh shit. Wow. That's cool. I kind of make it sound like it's on a tape. Yeah. Well, fucking cool hand loop, man. That's pretty cool. I wanna, yeah, I kind of want to check that out, dude. I bet that's going to be. Oh, what is this? It's a documentary. Is it a smear campaign? Mm. Mm. Whatever oh. it is, it's unprecedented. Wow. <laughs> Three, two, one, play.
<laughs> he had a thing covering his water. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I thought that was interesting. I would have said, can we talk a minute about 2,000 mules? Okay. You know, (laughs) great documentary. So this next trailer is, it's coming to HBO. This is the first film that's ever been filmed in full VR. Full VR. Interested? Yeah, right. That's why I dropped it in here. I, I saw an article about it, and I'm like, fuck the article. We're going to watch the trailer. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Clever. All right, let's peep it. You could be anything in VR, dude. Yeah. All right, three, two, one, play. I need to get a VR headset, dude. I would reign supreme. I would get banned. Yeah, me too. Not hardware. I mean, hardware and IP, like Mac address, man. They're like, get that guy out of here. He can't come back. That is a cool idea, though, to do that. Like, this is what our future looks like. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, I might have to peep that. Yeah. The moment the moment the moment we've all been waiting for, guys. 
The main attraction. The main attraction. It's funny. I'll pull this up. Fat Man Beyond's live right now. Ooh. Oh, my, my. Real estate was here, Kev. Yeah. Have you seen this, Trav? No. Ooh. Okay. I've watched it like six times. (laughs) All right. Three, two, one, play. I mean, dude. Oh, shit. full circle dude i'm so excited yeah what a great idea man yeah it's been there right in front of his face all these years yeah right i mean dude you know yeah it's going to be fucking incredible. We looked up the uh, dates. That first run of dates is not going to be anywhere nearby. Damn. But, yeah, he's taking it on the road like he did uh, Jay and Bob. Yeah. But the next I mean, set of dates. I mean, that got him his money back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, if, it'll come near. There's no way he'll have to come to Atlanta at least. Yeah. Or Nashville. Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. So. But see the beauty of it, like he's already got all the contacts for all the fucking theaters that he visited. Yeah, exactly. Right. He knows where they're at. Yeah. Yeah. That tour is booked already. You know, they're going to announce this literally. Yeah. They're going to announce the second set of dates during Comic-Con or yeah, during Comic-Con. So, and that's towards the end of this month, I think maybe next week or two. So I'm excited. Yeah. 
I really like the plot. Like, yeah, it was right. Such a great idea. Like, so fucking Randall's gonna make a movie about them working at the Quick Stop. Yeah. This is this is what I said that I thought would be interesting, Trav. So Dante Randall, especially Randall's based off of Brian Johnson, who does he was in Comic Book Man, you know, he did uh he does tell him Steve Dave and all that kind of stuff. You know, and that kind of like fucked their relationship up a little bit because Brian Johnson wanted to play that character. Well, it's him. Yeah, exactly. But him he and Kevin to, were like have they had they weren't talking at the time. Something had happened. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where Anderson, Jeff Anderson came in and he got the part. How great would it be if he got Walt and Brian to play Dante and Randall in the uh, like they get you the know, part. Yeah, full like circle. Bring dude. it full circle. Yeah, yeah. Cause Jay and Bob will be there, of course, you know, Jay and Bob. And, um, I mean, that would bring the entire viewisk universe. Like if this is the last viewisk universe film, it would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. It would make total sense, dude. I think Corey said that not too long ago, Walt had a goatee. Yeah. He never, I mean, he don't do that. That's not him. So yeah. Makes you wonder. Well, and they were, you know, hanging out a lot together in red bank they were, you know and they took a, they had a break yeah so that'll be awesome hopefully q shows up too oh ming's in the trailer he's one of the guys playing hockey he's on the poster and everything awesome. so yeah i'm sure zapzik will show up at some point rick darris you know it's gonna be fucking awesome man yeah 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 so chip and dale is that what we got next week yeah finally i'm excited man yeah y'all gonna like it dude i'm excited i watched it when it dropped but i'll I'll, i'm gonna watch it again because it's you know like they they did it they did you know like they've done all these others same formula oh yeah dude same formula Hell yeah, dude. So we got Chippendale. Um, I mean, I don't know what show. I mean, it's coming up soon. But, you know, I might try to catch up on some things. I'm, like, I haven't watched any of the boys. I haven't watched the second season of fucking... Gemstones. Gemstones. I need to get up on that. Uh, Devs, you know, that's something that I'd like to watch. I just, you know... Oh, I wish- uh, I've been watching the boys finally mm-hmm. and i'll i'll put it this way griffin you will you'll go why haven't i watched this well, i've been trying to get yeah. you to watch it yeah yeah since it came out I like know. i was like the boys dude i'm telling you it's good uh, fantastic man i've been enjoying it i've i've gotten caught up in a week throughout three almost three seasons damn because we're at the ass end of the third uh, one now. it hasn't it hasn't i haven't had something pull me in like that in a minute yeah yeah i've, I've there's so much shit man it's stupid there's just not enough time you no. know and like what we do in the shadow starts back soon our flag means death want to watch that you know like yeah 
It's just so much, man. I need to take a month off. You just know what I mean? Watch everything. Yeah, just catch up on everything, you know. Dude, what's funny is you take a month off, two weeks later, you're like, well, I've watched everything. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because <know, right. laughs> yeah, when you binge, dude, yeah. it goes down. Like, Yeah. I'm a fucking binge fiend. I, I don't stop. No. That's like, so Sunday night, I watched that next to last episode of Stranger Things. It was like an hour and 20 minutes. And then I'm like, I could go to bed right now. Or I ended up watching like an hour of the next episode. And then when I came, I was like, I got to go to bed. If I don't go to bed, like this was right before the Eddie shit happened. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like they were like gearing everything up for that final, final fight. And I was like, if once it starts, I'm not going to want to stop it, you know? No. So I had to stop it there and I finished it when I came in Monday. But. But yeah, I guess we sent a sent a letter out, right? Yeah, checks in the mail, dude. 